Welcome to our podcast for Generations in Family Business, Past, Present, and Future. Our hosts for this podcast are myself, Tim Schuster, and I'm a senior manager in the Center for Family Business Excellence. And along with us, as always, is... Hey, Tim, it's Matt <laughs> Kersner, and I'm the director at the Center for Family Business Excellence. Matt, it's always good to see you, my friend. You as well, you as well. <laughs> so I'm excited about this uh, series of podcasts that we're gonna be discussing. It's gonna be revolving around succession planning. This is an area that me and you have a lot of discussions about, a very hot topic with a lot of our clients. And actually, before we started recording today, you wanted to share some statistics with our audience members. So please feel free to just share. Yeah, thank you. I do, I, I wanna talk a little bit about some major trends and stats that are happening yeah. in family businesses or tightly held businesses. You know, first. First of all, people think about family businesses and they last for generations, but the estimated time and lifespan of a family-owned business is really one generation and only 24 years. Wow. That's a really important stat to understand. Also, 40% of family-owned business owners expect to retire within the next decade. Mm -hmm. So I like to say we're in like this tsunami right? Where all the baby boomers are like looking to retire. Yeah. Right? I mean, tsunami and typhoon put together. It looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Tornado. <laughs> yeah, everything. Yeah, right? The whole thing. Mother nature is hitting hard. <laughs> yeah. Right. And another one is this is money, right? There's mm-hmm. going to be $10.4 trillion in family wealth that will be transferred in the next decade or two. Now, Matt, that's trillion with a T. That's trillion. <laughs> trillion. Right? I'll repeat it again. $10.4 trillion. That's fascinating. And then, you know, this is another interesting stat. 35% of Fortune 500 businesses are family-owned. Wow. Right? So people think that family businesses are small mom-and-pop shops, Mm -hmm. but they're actually decent, large-size organizations. Mm -hmm. According to the U.S. Small Business Administration, 90% of all businesses in the U.S. are family-owned or jointly-owned and equally operated by husband and wife. That's amazing. Right? So that's another really cool stat. Mm -hmm. There are some challenges of the family-owned business. Owners of the company, you know, they wear a couple different hats, right? Mm -hmm. They're not just the owners, but they're also fathers, mothers, Mm -hmm. right? So they, they, they have these different hats that they wear that can get really blurred, and that could cause some issues. Absolutely. And then another one that I just want to talk a little bit about is... Sometimes there's what's called this resistance to succession planning because there's some psychological issues that are going on with the owners of the business. You know, studies show that there's something that happened when they were young, mm-hmm. right, within their family that really drove them to be an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. to want to own a family business or run a family business. So when you start talking about succession or even exits, mm-hmm. right, to transition the business or to sell the business, it's very emotional to the person that started the business because of that bond. That business actually is a sibling or a child to them, right? So it's very challenging for them. So there's some of this resistance. When we get into this whole succession planning series, I'm going to get into the emotional issues that could be resistance for owners selling. That makes sense. Not selling. I take that back. It could be selling or transitioning it to the next generation. See, and that's the most interesting thing about this. And as we discussed this to our audience members here today, I mean, the emotional side of this whole process really is a big factor of it. And yeah, the money is a big thing, but the emotion that goes in it is just, it's, it truly is fascinating, actually. And as Matt alluded to, there is a process that we follow here with the Center for Family Business Excellence, and it's actually a six-step process. Mm-hmm. Throughout the course of the series, we're going to be discussing this a little bit more in depth. We just want to give everyone here a flavor as to what to expect over the next coming months. So Matt, let's talk about the first step in the process, transition and exit strategy. Yeah. So that's great. Before we jump into each one, Tim, let me just 
give you each step just okay. so people can understand. Yeah, so please. there is a six-step process, as you just mentioned. Yep. And that's our methodology in the center, and, and it's a proven process that we follow. Mm -hmm. And step one is transition to exit strategy. Step two is governance, building some governance around this. Yep. Three is the growth and value enhancement, right? You really have to understand what the value of mm -hmm. the business is. Then there's what's called execution and accountability, right? How, how do you hold yourself right, and your exactly. family members accountable and your senior leaders? And then you have to take a look at your leadership development, your bench strength, right? Because mm -hmm. you might have family members that are not ready, right. but you have to look at your non-family members or you might have to go outside. So you really have to look at leadership development. Yep. And then after that, the final step is the succession, the actual execution of transitioning to the next generation or a non-family member. Bringing it all together. That's right. That, I love it. I think that's fantastic. Right. So we'll start with the first one, Matt. We'll talk with transition and exit strategy. Yeah, that's great. So at a very high level, you know, you want to make sure that there's what's called financial readiness, right? And are you ready? So what are your financial expectations from the business? You'll be surprised. Most family-owned business owners only have about $40,000 for retirement. It's That's because mind-blowing. Think about that, right? I mean, I mean, small, medium-sized businesses, because of the fact that most of their money is invested in the business, mm -hmm. right? The real estate, the capital, the inventory, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So people are shocked when they want to retire that they don't actually have the means to do that. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure that there's this financial readiness. And then what does the business need to do from, what does the business need to do? Enabling you and your family to realize your vision of the transition or your exit, mm -hmm. right? So it's really important. So the transition planning, thinking it through is very critical in putting a plan together. Yep. So that's number one. Makes sense. Now, number two, let's talk about governance. Yeah. You know, the second one is governance and family systems, the family business systems. And there are three major kind of like buckets that we look at in the center. One is the family, and not in this order, right? But yep. the family, the business, and ownership. And you, you take a look at the that. triangle, the trifecta. Triangle. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And you want to see how that all works together. But when you're putting your governance and your family systems together, you want to make sure that you're aligning the business and family interests, right? That we just talked about. Mm -hmm. You want to look at estate planning. Do you have your estate in order, mm -hmm. right? And talking about do you have enough to retire, et cetera? Any agreements, right? Now that you're transitioning the business over, how are you going to do buyouts or operating agreements? And how is the next generation understanding that, right? Mm -hmm. So this is kind of like developing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another one is when owners are looking to transition, they still want to be involved. So we actually can help develop family councils to help the family stay involved with the business, mm -hmm. especially if there's going to be a non family CEO sitting at the helm. Exactly. Right? That would be the first time, potentially in a generation or two, that could happen. Huge, mm -hmm. right? Advisory boards, actually putting together, there's, there, we can get into, when we get into this more in depth at a later podcast, the thing is going to be putting together advisory boards. There's fiduciary and, you know, just advisory. Yep, yep. But an advisory board, and I'll talk about building your team after, very important to do that. And then do you have, you know, policies and procedures regarding the family guidance about how they come into the business, how involved they are, the do's and don'ts of involvement, and understanding roles and responsibilities. So that's governance and family systems. That's fantastic. So let's go to step three now. How about growth and value enhancements? Yeah. So that one is, what does the business need to look like in five to 10 years? Mm -hmm. This is that putting that strategic plan together. Yeah. And making sure you understand current state and where do you want to take this business future, future state. state. So that's really, and we'll get more into that after, but it's really looking at how are you growing the business, 
and building your bench strength, et cetera. That makes sense to me. So let's call it, let's talk about step four now, you know, execution and accountability. Yeah, so this one is building a culture of accountability and really how do you review and measure yourself, right? Manage the performance and review the progress and remove all the barriers about the business. So it's really, how are you gonna hold your family accountable through this process? Makes sense. Step five, leadership development. Yeah, this one, I love this one, right? My background, HR, yeah, organizational this is right up your alley. <laughs> yeah, so leadership development, really this is looking at your bench strength. Not just your family, but your senior leaders, even your board members, if you have a board, looking at what strengths they have and what areas of opportunities they need to, to kind of develop. Because if you are the owner of a business and you're now transitioning it to the next generation or a non-family member, you wanna make sure that all of the players, the bench, mm -hmm. have the skills to keep the business going. Mm -hmm. I always say when a CEO or an owner is now gonna retire or move on or transition the business, how many hats do they actually wear? Yeah. Right? Yeah. We talked about this in There's the past, many hats, right? potentially. They do five jobs. Yeah. It's not like they do 40 <laughs> hours a week. They do 80, you know, I, call, I call it rise up to fall down. Yeah, really, right? exactly. So it's, does your bench have the skill set? And how many people does it take to replace you mm -hmm. if you're retiring or moving on? And that's leadership development. Training. I have a formula, and we talked about this in the past. Leadership plus training plus tools equals success. Yeah. That's what I mean by leadership development. And then when you're doing that, you look at what's called the individual leadership development plans. Mm -hmm. And we can help develop those plans to get the people, the skills, knowledge, and ability to be ready. Makes sense. I like it. Now, the creme de la resistance. Number six, yeah. succession itself. Yeah. So we already talked a, a little bit about building the bench strength. The succession planning, I can't stress this enough, Tim. You got to start early. Oh, yeah. Right? Almost right away, actually. Uh, yeah. I'm talking like, you know, if you're thinking to transition out in five years, start the process now. Yeah. Identify who you have as your possible successor. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we can provide some assessments to figure out where they are currently mm -hmm. and what do they need to do to develop themselves to be ready. Mm -hmm. And we also, when we're putting that plan together and we're five years out, looking at who you have in the family, who do you have in senior leadership, and then looking at some processes like job descriptions, job analysis, looking at how many roles, hats you wear as yeah. the owner. And do we need to replace those or do we just develop who you have in place? That makes sense to me. So now, you know, we always go back to this and just kind of high level, Matt, how do we link all this back to the strategic roadmap? Yeah. So for those who haven't heard the other podcasts mm -hmm. that we did, we, we did a whole series on this strategic roadmap, right? Developing that three to five year plan and what is the mission, vision and values, yep. right? And how do you grow the business? How do you do operation efficiency? And how do you do people development? Again, succession planning actually covers all three. Yes, it does. How do you maintain the business? How do you keep it growing? How do you look at operation efficiency from, you know, you might have to have, you know, get out of that entrepreneurial mindset and really put some structures together because you're not going to run the business mm -hmm. in the future, right? So you want to have some systems in place. And then the last one, which I think is the most important one out of this, is really developing your people to be ready because if you're the owner, You've been there for 24 years. You got those a little bit of resistance. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You want to feel comfortable that your folks, your family members are capable of running the business. Makes sense. And then the last thing I want to just talk about, Tim, mm -hmm. is, you know, I always encourage when you're transitioning this business to family or even non-family members, make sure that you're building a solid team around you 
and some of those people, and we'll talk more about this in depth in, in a later podcast, is building that team, right? Who's your good family business advisor, right? Mm-hmm. Eisner Amper, right? <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. You know, <laughs> personal financial planner, wealth management advisor, right? You know, making sure that you have enough money to live for the life that you want. Make sure you have a solid attorney on your staff that can do estate planning, tax law, right? To make sure you mm-hmm. understand that. Then you have like a business and legal attorney, right? Mm-hmm. To make sure that uh, you're crossing your I's and dotting your T's. As with you this. should, as always. You want to make sure you have the right insurance folks on your team, right? These are business, personal, estate planning, right? Just to make sure that you are safe and protected. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Tim, this is where I plug you. you right you, up you, there. You got to have that CPA, right? You got to have tax <laughs> management. You got to understand the tax implications Absolutely. of this process. And everything right? that you do has tax implications. So, Right. Mm-hmm. And then I always say, make sure you have a really solid business valuation resource, somebody that can help you understand what the value of the business is because there's always that fork in the road. If you're not comfortable transitioning this business to a non-family member, then understand what the value of your business is if you need to you know, look at doing an alternative. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Hey, Matt, let me tell you, thank you so much for that useful information. And thank you for listening to Generations and Family Business, Past, Present, and Future, as part of the Eisner Amper podcast series. If you have any questions or there's a topic you'd like us to cover, email us at contact at EisnerAmper.com. Visit EisnerAmper.com for more information on this and a host of other topics. We look forward to having you listening in our next Eisner Amper podcast.